You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Stuck. To be more specific, the Stuck at Home edition. I'm Rochelle Pereira from Equilibrium, the book. And I'm Damian Bazadonna from Situation, the gut. So before we head into our fourth season, we decided to do a special series of Stuck episodes as many of us, including ourselves, are having to work in a totally different way and have a whole new set of challenges. The rules for this episode are just a little bit different. Katie, Peter, and Steph will still read the questions up front, but rather than being from a specific individual, these topics have been crowdsourced from many of our listeners in the hopes that we can address what a lot of you we know are feeling right now. Thank you all for tuning in, and we look forward to helping you get unstuck. One of the questions we've been talking about a lot is how to be helpful. Uh, And I think we'd all like to be seen as being helpers during time of uncertainty. If you're already prone to kind of being a fixer in your day-to-day work, it's kind of in your DNA to try and solve problems, but it can be really easy to overheat at this moment in time. Um, Given that everything we're hearing right now is suggesting that this is going to be a marathon and not a sprint, what advice do you have for people who are stuck trying to balance being superhumanly helpful to other people while managing their own self-care? Well, I mean, Damien, I would say that you're one of the most helpful people I know. So I would imagine that this is probably very relevant to you. Once again, you are correct, Rochelle. Oh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, I I think this is a great – I think this is actually a really – I think it's a great question. I have a whole range of thoughts on it, but I feel like I'm going to hog the entire podcast uh, by just rambling on a whole bunch of points. I'd love to flip it around and just ask you what you think uh, first, just knowing sometimes I can't control myself once I get on a roll. (laughs) Well, I think – I mean, first and foremost, I think it's how do we frame helpfulness? Because I think in in the way that the question's been asked, it's almost like it's at the detriment to to ourselves. And I actually think in times of crisis, helpfulness is is a good thing. It's it's a focus outside of yourself. It provides you oftentimes a sense of importance or usefulness. It gives you purpose. So I think if we can also just rewire the the idea of helpfulness, it helps us think of ourselves as less as martyrs and more as as a coping mechanism to actually continue uh, 
feeling like we're contributing in a really positive way. Now we don't want it to be to the detriment of ourselves, but I see I see it as a really powerful tool, particularly if you can step back and then also practice things like gratitude or mindfulness or like can you be present in the moment to see what it is that you have that you even can help and how that's that's actually a privilege mm-hmm. in many ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I think sometimes, um, I also feel like it's like on the plane, make sure you have like your own oxygen mask on first, kind of what you're talking. Like, I think people need to first make sure that they themselves are okay. Cause I, I know enough people in my life that they don't have their own oxygen mask on and they're trying to help other people. It's like, no, no, get yourself in order first, whether that's a, an emergency, a savings plan, whether that's your personal health, whatever that is, feeling confident that you feel like you've got yourself for the most part in working order and in an okay place. So I feel like when that's very fragile and people are coming to you asking for help, then I feel like that's where that tension is probably at its strongest. But sometimes I feel like people need to be working on, they sometimes help others as a a way to avoid working on some of the stuff that they need to work on themselves. Mm. At least I could say that in my own, I feel like I know a few people in my own life that kind of operate um, in that fashion. They're loving people and I think they'd go do, go to the end for me, but there's a risk in that. Um, do you agree with that? Yeah. You, I, I think certainly if it is, if it is a, a way of people not prioritizing themselves, if it's easier to prioritize other people over themselves, I think that that becomes really problematic. You know, we're only good for others if we're good to ourselves first. And, and I, um, you know, the, the lens that I think about self-care, and there's a bunch of different really smart people out there that talk about resiliency and different sort of things to take care of yourself. The really simple lens that I look at it is physical, mental, social, and spiritual, you know? And so what are we doing to take care of our bodies right now? What can we do to take care of our bodies? What are the things that we can keep ourselves mentally stimulated? What are the things that we're doing that create relatedness, connection, emotional connection with other people? And then in what way um, can we have a spiritual connection? And that doesn't mean religion per se, but that's like, I actually think it's kind you actually said this to me on a different conversation you and I were having, but how it's super crazy that we're all experiencing some this pause at the same time. There's actually something kind of spiritual about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's meta, you know, and I think if you can kind of resonate on that a little bit, I think there's something kind of incredible about it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, sometimes, and I've been reminded of this in my own life, own life many a times, but sometimes, you know, listening is often just as important to thinking you're fixing someone's problems. And again, I think this goes to a place that when people are oh, trying to help other people, sometimes people don't, aren't asking to be helped as much as they're simply asking for you to hear their problem. And again, there's a, there's a, the, the, someone's ability to act or not act on that is really amongst uh, kind of something within themselves. Right. And, and again, I feel like some people go over to say, I want to help you because you've told me there's a problem. Um, but the person clearly might not be asking for it. And the other thing what I would ask, I would just sort of say is like, or if you're willing to help somebody else, you have to be, um, willing to also accept your own vulnerabilities and receive help. And I, again, uh, this is very close to me. I just, people in my own life where it's like, they're always giving, giving, giving. And then when I go to, when they clearly have an issue that they need help with, it's like, well, let me help you. They're like, no, 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 no. And, the, and so if you're not, to me, it's a, there's a selfishness to not accepting some level of vulnerability 
because it just it it's not it's not healthy. It's a completely unhealthy state. So you know, I I kind of look at that and um, yeah, yeah. It's it, this is it's almost too close to home. This question. I mean, it's it's close to it's close to home for me too. I'm looking at right? you, Katie Byrne. But um, but <laughs> but you know, this is why I think the framing of the helpfulness is important because the only way you can ha- convince a helpful person to take help is if they can appreciate that it is helpful to the other person to give them help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they have to see themselves as the cycle to receive is, is to benefit the other person who's giving. I mean, the, oh my gosh, I am really meta today, but, um, yeah. Yeah. but you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. you have to change the framing of it for those people to also be able to receive. I don't understand that. Cause I'm not that kind of person, but I know well, other but people the, but who the are. world, everyone needs help. <laughs> everyone needs help right now, right? In some version, we're all under the same boat together. So I think the idea, what's what's really just nice about the question is just really the idea of saying, I want to help. That's a, that's just a great kind of starting point that's of wonderful. there that tension exists. And that's a good thing about, you know, score one for humanity, you know, like that's like a really good thing. Um, but I think in terms of just creating the guardrail, I think the guardrails are set, like, I think I don't know, it's stating the obvious. It's a very personal thing of what your own guardrails are. But I often say look within first because I do a very gut angle. is like a lot of people who are the most giving outward um, are just not as accepting, not accepting to be vulnerable internally to accept help. And there's a selfishness to that. It drives me crazy when I try to do something nice for somebody and they're like, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll walk 78 miles. No, no, but I can drive you. It'll take me an hour. It'll take you 16 days to walk. No, no, I got it. I got it. <laughs> and um it's it's maddening. If I if I pivot slightly from that though, and I think about really practical things that people can do around self-care, is I think this is a moment where we're all having to re-establish boundaries. So even in in the sense of caring for others, you know, caring for my children or caring for my spouse or caring for friends or clients or whatever, it's like a, when does that stop so that I can have a moment to recharge so that I can be helpful the next day? And I think with all of us living in our spaces and working in our spaces and everything's getting blurry, we really have to challenge ourselves to create some boundaries and communicate our needs more clearly to other people. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I would say, you know, think about, um, in terms of self-care, you know, think about what are the three things that you need in your own life. I, again, internal reflection of like uh, going back to the airline, the oxygen, ma- the, uh, kind of the oxygen mass from um, airline reference. Like, what are the things and being honest with yourself that you need for yourself to be in a healthy place and at least acknowledge what they are? And I say, I think inward facing is most important to be able to work on those things now and the people closest to you, like, start there. Um, I, I, I think that's just is important because um, you're not really helping. You're, yes, you're helping other people, but that pain is just going to come circling back. If that person is close to you and you're helping them, the pain you're feeling is ultimately going to impact them as well. So um, it's not it's not the best cycle. So okay, I, to so me, I, I, yeah, as it. we close, what are your three things, and then I'll share my three things. What's most? What are you going to be most focused on in terms of your own self care? Top three. Um, just a. Being, that's a great question. Um, I'd say that I feel, I don't know. 
I don't know. I have a whole so many feelings and emotions right now. So it's kind of hard being in this zone to say these would be the top three things. Um, it's a great question. I'll answer it on the fly. I just need to. I've never been asked that question. Like, what are the things that I need the most help? Like the most things that are I guess I'm most vulnerable against, or I need the most help. Um, patience. I need a little bit of patience so people would meet and like to extend a, a level of trust to extend a level of trust and patience because with, with uncertainty time is important sometimes. So I'd say patience and trust, I'd say are the two things that are like the currency that I need as much in my life as possible um, right now. That's off the cuff. How about you? Let's do two. How about that? Two. Structure and air and wine. So that's my third, (laughs) sneaky third one. (laughs) But if I can have all those three, I, I can do this. I can run the marathon. Can you just I can you just talk about air really quickly? Yeah, like space. Gotcha. Space, yeah. actual air, you know? Yeah. Um, but but more like mental, physical. I need a little bit of space. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Good. All right. All right. Well, See, that was vulnerable. Come on. We did it. We did right. it. Well, that's homework for all of our me. listeners. What all are right. your top three things? We'll cool. see you on yeah, the other side. All right. If you found this episode helpful, please rate it on Apple Podcasts or leave us a comment or share it with somebody else that you know is stuck. This helps us reach listeners who could benefit from these conversations. And if you'd like your own question answered, go to our website, stuckpod.com to submit a question. Stuck is created by Equilibrium and Situation. It is produced by the wonderful Katie Byrne, Peter Ujicic, and Stephanie Connors. Our theme music is Rockstar by Owen Mulcahy. Be well, be safe. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.